You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, sexy people. Welcome back to She Said What. If you haven't been here before, then oh my God, welcome. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is a space for you to just lean in, learn about yourself, figure out who you are. Start to talk about the things that you probably wouldn't want to talk about with your friends. You know, you get to talk about it here. It's a safe space. Everyone is welcome. And if you have been here before, then welcome back, bitch. You know what's up. What's up? Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about sex toys. This is like your guide, your ultimate guide to sex toys. I've really, I've gone in and I've thought about every single possible thing and I have got it in here for you. All the information, this is it. It's going to give you so many fun ideas to try alone or with a partner and I'm going to teach you how to use them well, how to use them safely, even give you little specific um, tips along the way. So if you know me and you don't want to hear me talking about using sex toys, then maybe don't like listen to this episode. You know what I mean? But uh, otherwise, welcome. And I'm so excited. Let's get right into it. Quick update on my week as per usual. As a lot of you know that I'm a Pilates instructor. So I taught Pilates actually today, taught four classes. It went really well, but I woke up this morning and I literally felt so weird. I don't know how to explain it to you. Like I woke up and I could not wake up, which usually I'm so good in the mornings. Like I have a whole ass routine, like before bed, if I'm not feeling tired, I'll use melatonin, but I actually don't really use it that much. I try not to because I know it's naturally occurring and you know, you don't want to like lessen your sensitivity to your natural occurring melatonin, you know, a little PSA there for you if you're a daily user. Um, but I usually read before bed. It's like, I get the lighting down. I get the smells down. I get all the senses. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm like, I have my glasses that I wear when I take on my contacts at the end of the day and they have like the blue light filter. Like I'm usually hardcore. I need to get good sleep and I sleep eight hours every single night and I'm like all over it. But for some reason this morning, I just could not get up. And I was just like, felt so strange. And the problem for me is when I first wake up, if I fall back asleep, I know I'm just going to have like dreams, crazy dreams. And this happened a few days ago as well, which like, what's going on with my body? Cause like, usually I'm fine. Hello. Um, and I had like horrible dreams, like really bad, like just to the point where I was like, okay, I woke up and now I literally feel like garbage. So that's awesome. And that happened again this morning. And it was just horrible. I had like the worst morning to be honest, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in. We persevere. We go through? What am I going to do? Call in sick? No, that's like 50, 60 people that are not going to get to do Pilates today because of my like lazy little ass. No, no, we're going to persevere. So I showed up, did my classes. All the classes went really well. Actually, the second one, it was an intermediate class and I just felt like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was all over the place. Like I changed their exercise like a million times in a row. Like I just, I, I just moved through my class so quickly and then had to make up like the last 10 minutes on the spot, which lol, Pilates instructor life. That's, that's what happens a lot of the time. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, but they, a bunch of them as they were leaving class were like, that was so fun. That was the best class. Oh my God. Those like, seriously, so happy I came in today. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm really sweating. Oh, that was great. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I'm so happy that you guys liked it, but that was stressful as hell for me. So um, whatever, as long as you liked it, that's all that matters. So that's been my day so far. I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty good. I've had a good week. I've just been chilling a lot. Like I just have not been that social, which is great for me. I love that. That's like my fave. And so I haven't been doing too much, but like, I'm happy chilling. So anyways, I've been looking up things about sex toys. I've been solidifying my knowledge on sex toys. That's what I've been up to. Um, because first of all, I'm actually working with Vush, not on this podcast or anything. Nothing in this episode is sponsored, but I had Vush send me two toys recently, just this past week, and I actually haven't got to use them yet. LOL, but I'm very excited for when I do. Um, and they're both like penis toys. Like they're both meant to be used. One of them is like a penis ring. And then it has this point that kind of pokes out, looks like little like bunny ears. And then that would be for clitoral stimulation. And so there's that one. And then the other one is like a sleeve and it's like small, like palm size, like if you had your hand in like a C shape, like it would sit in your hand. Um, and then that's obviously for penis stimulation as well. So that's really cool. So I'm really excited to try those. And it also came with this um, pack of cards and they're meant to help you and your partner create conversation around sex. And the prompts are really, really fun. And like, I just was going through them. Actually, my partner and I did go through some of those questions the other night and it was like just really fun and really exciting to um, 
just talk about certain things you kind of maybe wouldn't normally talk about or, you know, even just little questions like, is there anything that, you know, we haven't tried that you might want to try? And it just stimulated a really cool conversation. And so I would definitely recommend checking that out if you want to, if you're into that. But there you go. Um, I want today to be a chance for you to just learn some things that you don't know. And I think with sex toys, it can seem like, oh my God, there's so much out there. It's It can seem very daunting. It can seem like, oh, well, how am I going to even buy one? Like I'm going to show up in this store. I'm going to feel so awkward. It can be this very like taboo thing. And we're just going to rip that all out because here's the thing. Toys are there for you to increase your pleasure. That's it. On your own, sure. Two bodies, three bodies, four bodies, you know, you can even alone, you can have sex, you can enjoy sex, and that's awesome. And you should absolutely do that. But toys are just a tool for you. They're a tool for you to lean into pleasure, to heighten sensitivity, to heighten stimulation, I should say. And it's really, it can be so fun. So, so, so fun. And it's such a good opportunity for you to spice things up and to try different things. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people who have never tried a toy in their life. And they're always like, yeah, I think I want to, but like, I don't really know. And then they try it and they're like, holy shit, what was I doing this whole time? How did I not get that ages, you know, way, 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 way longer? ago. And so I would just very much encourage you listen to this and take the recommendation seriously. Think of like set an intention, like what's one sex toy that I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to literally go buy it or save for it or whatever. And I'll even talk to you throughout about what would be um, good for you to start off with. So really today, the purpose is giving you this guide, giving you fun ideas and making sure that you know that sex toys are for everyone. If you're part of the queer community, like myself, then um, this is definitely a space for you. And all of the language that I use in these episodes are always inclusive. And this is a space for you, whoever you are. I want to get into some misconceptions around toys. So first of all, I've heard this said, absolutely for sure. And I know this is an ongoing thing that people will say. It's like, if you have to use toys, it's because your partner isn't performing well enough, or there's something wrong with you. Like, you know, just using your fingers isn't enough for you to have an orgasm. So, you know, why, why is there something wrong with you? Why do you need to use a toy? And I just want you to know that that is such a like pigeonholed and closed minded way to think about pleasure you should in whatever way, whatever way that is safe and consensual, be able to lean into your pleasure and not feel shame around it. 75% of vulva owners can't orgasm without clitoral stimulation. And for some people, that stimulation needs to be a little bit more intense. And that's where toys can really come into play. So if you've never had an orgasm, then this might be a really important step for you, potentially moving forward in your pleasure journey, if you will. I really want you to change the narrative from I have to use toys to I get to use toys to enhance my stimulation and there's nothing wrong with me absolutely nothing wrong with you when you want to use toys with a partner it's really important that they don't feel this like either so not only do you feel like oh there's something wrong with my body because I need to use a toy but also you don't want your partner to think oh wow I'm not I'm not big enough or I'm you know I'm not doing enough or I'm just doing it wrong you know they just want to be like you know f you I'll just figure it out I'll just use a toy and it's not like that either and I think it's really important especially if you're thinking I want to use these toys with a partner that you talk to them about it outside of the bedroom before a sexual experience begins to just say hey this is something I've maybe tried on my own or maybe this is something I want to try with you. What do you think about that? Please know that this isn't because I don't enjoy our sex, but it's because I trust you and I I enjoy the sex that we have. So let's spice it up and let's make it more fun. I think that's really important. Number two, second misconception is that if you use a vibrator or a toy that is very stimulating too much, that you won't be able to orgasm after that point from just having your hands being used or your mouth or whatever. Um, And this one isn't true. This is a, a myth. When you're using a vibrator or any toy like that, that could be even numbing or very, very stimulating, um, you aren't killing off any nerve endings. So you're not going to do that. So don't let that be a fear of yours. Um, When you are using a toy that is very stimulating, you absolutely can have that numbing sensation or go a little bit too hard. You can do things, uh, you know, a little bit too hard for sure. 
but you're not going to harm yourself. And if you do get to that point where if you have any pain, you should absolutely stop, check in with yourself, figure out what's going on there. And we will talk about that a little bit more later on. But definitely don't have any fear around toys making your stimulation and your like susceptibility to stimulation being lower because that's not a thing. <laughs> um, and if you ever do become, say, reliant on a toy where you're so used to using it when you masturbate, but then when you're with a partner and they're just penetrating or just penetrating and using their hands on maybe your clitoris. And this is obviously a very specific situation, just an example for you. Um, if you're like, oh my God, like, now I feel like I need my toy, but I don't want to use my toy with them. I don't want them to feel blah, 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 blah. Again, have that conversation with them. But also know that if you get comfortable using a toy consistently, and that's how you kind of teach your body to orgasm, it's kind of like a muscle memory thing. You will get used to using that toy, but it doesn't mean that you can't track it back and take it back to the basics at any time because your body is something that is changing constantly and you're not going to get stuck. All right, moving on. So I want to talk a little bit quickly about shame and why we don't want to have shame around things like toys, lube, masturbation, in general, right? First of all, people end up hurting themselves by using the wrong products. And this is a big no-no, using household items for masturbation. I'm sure you have. I'm absolutely sure you have. Um, And we know all the stories, the bananas, the cucumbers, the end of screwdriver, question mark, the all the toys that people will use. And when toys, when I say toys, I mean, that's absolutely not a toy. Don't do that. Please don't put random objects in your body that are not meant to go in your body um, because of so many reasons, not just hygiene, but also materials, sharp edges, things that you just don't want to be messing with. All right. Another thing that people will do often is use creams and moisturizers, things like that instead of lube. Um, and because of fragrance and again, just different chemicals, things that are not made for your sex organs. Um, it's not the best option. It really is not. So we want to destigmatize these things so that people feel as though they have access to these different products. So they don't end up hurting themselves or even just having an experience that is less than what they might experience if they had the correct products. And what we all came here for, we're going to start going through all the different types of sex toys. Guys, I'm so excited. (laughs) This is like my favorite topic, like literally probably my favorite topic ever um, because I just think sex toys are so fun and it's just so expansive and I love exploration. I recently did my sexual archetype quiz on this app called Elise. It's like a new sexual wellness app. It's quite cool. And you go and you put in all these answers and it tells you your sexual archetype. And mine was the explorer. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Cause like, that's what I love. And it was really cool. It gave me this whole breakdown of like, um, what I might want to try and what I might be looking for and like ways to lean into being an explorative person and, you know, how to be okay with that and excited about that. And so I thought that was super cool. So anyways, we're going to start off. I kind of put these into sections, but there's a lot of overlap, which is just going to happen because, you know, there's a lot of places you could put the toys and they all have different functions. Um, Some toys you don't want to use in certain spots, and I'll kind of talk about that a bit. Um, But generally, something like a vibrator you can use on, it might be saying that it's for clitoral stimulation, but you can obviously use that like anally. You can use most of the time very clear. Sometimes you can't. Okay. We're going to talk about it. It's fine. Uh, anally, um, like nipples, like even just throughout your body, like feeling different sensations and playing, um, on areas of your body that are not like innately sexual, if you will. So we've tried to organize, but we've done our best. All right. We're going to start off with clitoral stimulation. So it's nice and simple vibrator vibration, obvious one. Number one, there is something called a bullet. An example would be the Z by Dame literally is like a tiny little vibrator. This one is amazing for beginners. It's usually going to be cheaper. And I'm not saying just this specific one by Dame, although I will have these products below in the notes. Um, There are so many little ones like this. Um, And if it's your first time buying a sex toy, then the reason for me that I would say you'd want to start smaller is just because if you're not used to this 
a, like a lot of stimulation, it may feel overwhelming even on a low setting if it is like a full-on toy or if it's dual stimulation or something like that. It's nice to start with something that is very simple, very like pinpoint, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, and maybe it has a few settings, so you can play around with it that way. And you also get to, you know, invest not too much money, but you get to see what it's like to incorporate a vibrator into your life. So that's the bullet. Next one is the wand. This one, picture like the size of your palm, maybe about half of the size of your palm. It sits like a little ball on the end typically. Um, and then it will have like a whole shaft section. So it'll be like, it kind of looks like a microphone. Actually, that's a really great example. It's like a microphone picture exactly like that. <laughs> um, the wand is very, very popular. Um, there are so many different brands of wands. This is like the vibrator that like your grandma would have, like where it plugs into the wall. Like this is like the OG, the ones are the OG vibrator. Um, this one is really great for having stimulation over a big surface or a bigger surface. So say you have a small vibrator, like a bullet for when you want like more pinpoint stimulation, but then you can have something like a wand where if you're just like, I just want the whole thing. So that's, that's a good option for you as well. An example of this would be the Majesty 2, which is by Vush. And that one I really like. I think that one is good because it has a lot of different settings. And so when I say settings, I don't mean uh, necessarily like the strength of the vibration. I mean different like pulses. So sometimes it'll have one where it's like a, like a, I don't know how to show this to you, like like a pulse, or it'll be a slower pulse, or it'll be like a hold, like like a hold, pulse, pulse, something like that. It's getting a little bit musical. Oh my God, what is this? I'm going to start singing for you any second now. But yeah, different settings. That's a really good option using the wand. Another one is called, this one's kind of funny. It's called the Crave Vesper. It's this necklace. So it's actually, it's literally a necklace and it's a little bullet vibrator on the end. And this one's actually really popular. And it's funny. It's one of those things that until you know it's a thing, you don't see it. And then you're going to see it everywhere. So literally, if just out of curiosity, if you want to look up Crave Vesper, know what it looks like. And then the next time you're out, like, have your eyes open, okay? Because you will come across these more than you think. It's really, really funny. Um, and that's a good option. If you're feeling loud and proud and you want to keep your vibrator around your neck, damn bitch, live your best life. That's a, that's a fun option for you. Um, another option is a palm vibrator. So you can get ones that are like the size of your palm and it literally is meant to sit in your palm and it's just meant to make that stimulation to feel very natural. I think there's a difference when you're holding a vibrator in your palm and placing it onto whether it's your vulva or you're rubbing it around your mons pubis, which is just the front area that you can see of um, your your vulva, your, your area. It's not, it's not your vulva. It's your mons pubis. Um, but that would be a good option if you just kind of want it to feel really natural and like more full on, like placing all of that by vibration into one area. Obviously it's not going to be as pinpoint. But a lot of them will come where it's not just, say, the circle of your palm. It'll come to, like, a point, maybe have, like, a little edge that pokes out, maybe, like, a tiny little, like, ball, like a little marble-sized ball that pokes out. And then you can play around with going from that full vibration or that full area coverage to like just the point. So that's a really good option. Um, this one, there's one by Dame that I really like. And then there's also one by Tenga that looks really fun that I actually do not have, but that one is a fun one. So you can look into those. Other than vibration, obviously there's going to be a lot of other ones out there. There's going to be different sizes, different shapes, and it's really important that you start to think about what kind of shape you might want and to think about the different options that you're going to have when you buy something. So maybe you don't want a bullet vibrator because you don't like the idea of only being able to have that point edge. Maybe you want to get something that's like a palm size vibrator, but you can still play around with a point if it does come to a point. So it's interesting for you to start to think about different uses when you're going to go buy a sex toy. Next kind of section here is suction and suction is so fun. Okay. So the thing is I, a lot of people, when they think of sex toy, they just think vibration. They don't really know about the whole suction thing. And it's definitely newer, like it's newer technology. Um, but it is amazing. It's so powerful. It's easily my go-to. It's just reliable. Um, the way that suction it like feels is so different because it's not just sitting on the surface. It really is like 
it really kind of penetrates deeper in a not actual penetrating way. (laughs) Um, And when it comes to suction, like you can press it up towards your body really closely where the whole opening of where the suction comes from is tight to your body Um, and it will feel more internal, but you can also pull it away and it will sit more on the surface and create more of like a pulling sensation, if that makes sense. Um, There's one by Dame, it's called the Air, and that one is quite good. There's one by Vush called the Empress 2. That one has more of a circle opening, and again, these will all change how it feels. So the Dame that I mentioned before, that one has more of an oval opening, whereas the Empress 2 by Vush has this circle opening, and that's going to be a bit more pinpoint in comparison to something that has like a wider opening. Even wider is the Sila, I think Sila, I think that's how you would say it, um, by Lilo. And this one, it is more of like a circle opening, but it also has flat edges all around the outside. So it would be easier for you to press it against your body and create more of like a flat edge. So again, just other things that you want to think about, like, do I think it's going to be hard for me to specifically suck down onto one spot or do I want to be able to have fuller coverage with that suction motion um the one that I is like it's like an all-time fave of mine is called the we vibe melt this one I believe you can actually hook it up to an app I'm pretty sure you can I think I did when I first got it because I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then I haven't really used the feature that much because you can do all of that on the actual toy itself. Um, But that's fun if there's like a partner that's doing it for you and they're controlling it, that can be kind of fun. Um, Or if you just want to be able to see on the app what you did, (laughs) then it kind of like tracks it for you and that's pretty funny. Um, So there's that one. And then the last one I wanted to mention for suction is called the Pipe Dream Fantasy for Her. I know, for her. And I'm going to edit the title and say for them. (laughs) Thank you. And it is a suction toy, but the suction is a much wider area, like more like the size of your palm. So not like small size of your palm, big old suction. And it has a tongue attachment and it literally mimics like a tongue and it like flutters, which is wild, (laughs) just wild. So that's what I meant by I couldn't really section all of this because a lot of these toys, it just really brings everything all into one. So that's an example of one where there's multiple versions of stimulation going on. Now, next little section here, we have the finger vibrators. The Finn finger vibrator by Dame is a really good example of this one where it's kind of like, how would I say this? Like picture like a capital I where it goes out at the top, long in through the center and then out at the bottom. It looks like that and you would put your fingers on either side of it and it's so that you can hold it in by fingers. I mean like your pointer finger and your middle finger. You'd put your fingers on either side of it and then you're able to create that stimulation that you would potentially normally create if you were just using your fingers, but it adds that layer in. So this is a really good option. Again, if you have a regular routine of how you masturbate or how you have clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex with a partner, It's something that you can just add in and it's not like, oh, now we're using the toy. It's just kind of like an added feature, but you're doing the same physical motion potentially. And so people really like that one because it it really fits into their sex life naturally and it doesn't feel like a big step up, Um, especially if you're with a partner and you have some hesitancy around that. Totally normal, totally fine. Um, You can also get finger vibrators where it's not where you have a finger on either side, but it's like a one finger and you can literally get like a sleeve where you put your finger into a like sleeve and then it vibrates. So there's a whole bunch of different options like that. These again are going to be very small typically um, and it's going to be minimal settings, pretty just like simple. Now I want to get into dual stimulators. So if you've ever heard of a rabbit vibrator, that's a really good one, for example. So it has the main shaft for penetration. So that would be for vaginal penetration. Um, and then it has this like, <laughs> it looks like little bunny ears. And basically where you put the toy in, once it's in there, <laughs> once, it's up, uh, once it's up there, you know, the, the little bunny ears are going to stimulate your clitoris. So it's dual stimulation because you're getting clitoral and penetrative. Some people find that this can be almost too stimulating because there's full vibration into the vagina and full vibration 
into the clitoris and that can be quite a lot. Now you can get ones where you can control the settings separately so you don't have to have um, both sides of the toy on or both stimulators on, but it would just be good for you to know that. And I think I, I wanted to mention that because some people go, oh my God, that looks amazing. Wow, the bigger, the better, the crazier, the better, the more stimulation, the better. Um, and sometimes that can actually be a lot for our bodies. But some people are like, yep, 100%, I love it. Turn that shit up, let's go. So it's totally you, your body. And if you react any type of way to a toy where you just don't really like it that much, that's totally fine. Next one is the Womanizer by Love Honey. And this one is dual stimulation where it's not actually vibration, it's suction, like we talked about earlier, and penetration. So this one's really cool because if you like suction, and you look at a rabbit vibrator and you go, oh, I would, I would want to try something like that, but I don't actually like vibration that much. Then you can do this one, for example, where it has the suction and the penetration. So a little fun option for you. All right, moving in to penetration specifically. Now, this will be like vaginal and anal. First of all, we have a dildo. Sometimes dildos are more penis-like. Sometimes they are just like straight edge, like, you know, just really plain and simple. Sometimes they are ribbed in different ways or they have little ridges to create different stimulation. And what you might like is going to be completely different to the next person. So that's a fun one to play around with. Another one is a curve edge dildo. So this one's really interesting. There is one by, oh, where is, oh, Enjoy. That's it. Enjoy. And it is called the Pure Wand. And it literally is like, it looks like a little hook. <laughs> I feel like hook is not a good describing word for sex toy. But at the end, it has like a little ball on the end. And this one is amazing for G-spot stimulation. So vaginally G-spot stimulation. Um, it's that come hither motion. If someone were looking at you and going come hither, but they were to take their little fingers and they were to boop, pop them up there. It's that come hither motion, but with a toy right? So good. And it can also be used for stimulating the male G-spot or the prostate. So that's another really great way to use this toy. I will say specifically about toys that you're going to be using anally in comparison to vaginally. You want to have a flared edge on any kind of toy that you are using anally. Now, obviously, it depends on the toy. If it's going to be like a lot longer and you have that space and you're like, there's no way that this would happen, then sure. But people have gotten themselves in many different situations in the past. And you definitely don't want to get anything stuck up there because that would not be ideal because you'd literally probably have to go to the emergency and get it removed, which people do. <laughs> there's a lot of great stories about that on the internet if you want to go read about that. <laughs> but definitely look for flared end toys if you're doing any butt stuff related things. So talking about butt stuff, uh -huh. there are butt plugs. Again, flared end. A good example is the Shimmy by Unbound Babes. That's a good one. Um, and then also anal beads is another option. That's going to be more of like picture a string of individual beads and that's basically it. So there's that. Um, people will get these in all different types of materials. Like you can get glass ones. You can get stainless steel. You can get 100% silicone anal beads. There's a lot. When, once we start to kind of get a little bit more into the things that you maybe haven't heard about, that's where things get a little bit more complicated. Uh, but it's okay. It's great. We're getting into it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, I'm happy you're here. Honestly, I hope you're having fun so far because this is so fun and sexy and I love it for us. All right. Another one is the Hugo Male Prostate Massager by Lilo. So this one is specifically meant to be for prostate massage, which I wanted to point out because a lot of people don't know that there are toys like specifically for this. And there's a lot of stigma and just discomfort and confusion around what that would look like when it comes to prostate massage. And obviously this is for somebody who was male at birth or is male at birth. Um, and that's someone who's going to have that. Um, female bodies do not have that prostate. So it is, you know, still stimulating, still a lot going on. It's great. Um, but it's actually only males who have that. And so a lot of people don't, think that they should stimulate that way as a male. They feel like, oh, if I do anything anally, it means I'm gay or it means, which I mean, that would not be a bad thing. Hello. But also it makes them feel like, oh, you know, that's not something that a straight guy should do. And if you have a straight man in your life, which unfortunately you probably do, um, <laughs> 
just kidding. You should encourage them, especially if obviously if you have a relationship with them like that, don't just say this to any man, but to get into that and to be comfortable with that and to learn that, fuck, no type of pleasure means anything for your sexuality. Who gives a shit? Also, just lean into your sexuality and lean into your pleasure and enjoy it for what it is because you fucking deserve it. All right. Anyways, that's that. Specifically penis toys now. Obviously, we have the penis ring very common toy. Um, You can get penis rings that have different, again, ridges that vibrate or don't vibrate um, of different sizes. There's so much to do with that. And it all comes down to the person and what you would prefer. And then there's also something called a penis sleeve or a male masturbator. Also, I love the term male masturbator. Like, is that a job description? And also, are you hiring? Because no, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) that's so funny to me. Um, Yeah, penis sleeve that usually there's so many different types of versions of this again normally it's like it fits into the size of your palm and maybe it has some ridges and you play with it that way actually another example of this is the toy that I mentioned at the very very start of the episode one of the ones I received from Vush this week which is a brand new toy that they've just come out with it's called the soul. I literally just ran to my living room for you to check that. <laughs> it's the vibrating stroker. And that one is super cool looking. Again, I haven't got to try it yet, but I'm I'm very excited to try that one. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, I don't have a penis that can go inside that toy. I wish I did sometimes just for this moment. Uh, but generally having a penis, I wouldn't want one. So just to clarify. <laughs> All right, moving forwards. We have some couple toys here. So cock rings or or penis rings, um, can definitely be used as a couple. And I think a lot of people don't think about that. Obviously, that's like a big place to use it because picture, you know, they have a cock ring on. There's they're penetrating into you. And that means like every what, every other second, every second, I don't know, you have this vibrating going on to your vulva. And of course, that's gonna be for penis owner and vulva owner sex situations. But it can absolutely be used in any context where somebody has a penis. So please enjoy that. Then you have things called, you know, strokers, which is going to be exactly what I was explaining before. You have your double-ended dildo, which can be used in so many different types of situations, of course, with lots of lube, and that can be a lot of fun. You have your strap-on dildo, which of course is going to be just like, just how we talked about using dildos earlier, um, but specifically it's going to be strapped onto your body. This is typically for somebody who doesn't have a penis, but if you do, it can also be used if you do have a penis, and then you can create a double penetration type of situation. So there's a lot going on there as well. Now, like I said earlier, there are options for app controlled stimulations and toys that are controlled with an app. That's a lot of fun. And you can also get remote controlled. So if you're like, look, I'm not trying to use my phone. I'm not trying to have a new app on my phone, but you want to use a controller. You can absolutely get things like that as well. All right, so we've covered a lot of the different toys, the different options that you can go for if, like, say you're literally going to go purchase something and it's a specifically like a toy that's creating this stimulation. Now, I want to talk about different kinks, and I want to say before anything, please practice kink from an educated place. Um, there are so many different kinks. There are so many things that you, you can lean into. There is no reason to be ashamed of certain kinks. The way that our brains connect different items and different situations to sexual situations is beyond us. It is not, it doesn't necessarily happen because of trauma, which is a very big misconception that people practice certain kinks because it's a trauma, but it absolutely can come from trauma and there's no reason to have shame around that. Um, A lot of the time people will talk about certain kinks coming into play because it feels like they are now controlling that situation and they're back into the power and exploring that in a consensual way. So it can come from that, but it can also just come from very basic things like one day we masturbate on a blue couch and the next time we see a blue couch, we're like, damn, that couch be looking fine. No, like like you start to feel turned on and you're like, that's weird. Like, where did that come from? It's just how your brain works. It just creates these little pathways and it's like, okay, that's a sexual thing. And so there's no reason to be ashamed of any type of kinks, but I will say that consent is so, so important. And if you want to introduce any type of kink in the bedroom with a partner or partners, be sure to talk to them about it beforehand and that there's no pressure in that situation for them to feel like they have to try it, um, that you are 
giving it as an option, but that you are not um, making them feel like they have to by any means because that is coercion and that is illegal and also just wrong. So don't do that. Okay. Anyways, we're going to get into specific kinks. I want to start with restraints. So handcuffs would be a really obvious one, you know, a little fluffy handcuff, maybe like a more of a hardcore handcuff. Um, people like to try that sometimes. Also little quick tip or a little thing to mention. Some people find the idea of handcuffs to be a huge turnoff because of the obvious problem within our society and our situation when it comes to the police and and all of that and so that might be a huge turnoff for someone again don't assume definitely ask and be like would you want to try this you know another one gags ball gags is another thing that people say around it um and again this is just to do a lot of the time with visually stimulating someone or visually stimulating yourself. It can be a part of like a BDSM situation for you. Um, and that can be super fun. Something that isn't a gag or a ball gag, but that some people find to be similar or like it sits in the same realm is like a choker and a choker where it has maybe a link on the front or a spot where you could pop on like a rope um, or a chain or something like that. So that's another kind of version, something in that area. Another one is nipple clamps. You can get the craziest nipple clamps, guys. Like you can get like ones that have little tassels, like ones that are a little bit fun. You know, you can like circle them around, do a little dance. They have ones with like chains. It's like a whole ass piece of jewelry. So you can get, you can do, you know, full on stuff with that. And obviously what the clamps are actually like is going to change how it feels. So if they're a bit more like jagged or rough, that's going to be a different sensation to one that is meant to be softer. And so you can definitely play around with that. There is something that is called a paddle and it's, you know, there's a lot of different words that are used. So it's kind of hard to like narrow it down, but we're going to call it a paddle. And that's typically for spanking. It's going to be like a flat edge. Um, you can get all different sizes, but it depends. Sometimes it's made out of leather. Sometimes it's going to be more of like a silicone thing. Um, but that's again, just like something to play with. There's also something called a flogger. And this is really interesting. I've, I've only really learned about floggers recently and they, it looks like a bunch of kind of tassels like hanging down. Maybe look up a photo cause I don't really know how to describe this one, but it has a handle on it. And flogging is like a whole art form. It is literally like, it's not just, oh, you're going to hit someone with it. And by hit, obviously that's a very strong word, but you know, gently, um, and gently slap someone with it. <laughs> that's definitely not gentler. I'm sorry. I'm trying here. Um, it's something that you can use for like a sensual play where you're rubbing that along somebody's body and having them feel different sensations in different parts of their bodies, like their arms and their legs and their stomach and their back and whatever. Um, but it can also be used for more of like a, like a little whip type of motion and that can be a lot of fun and you can get ones with all different types of materials and so this is another really kind of fun area to play with if you haven't tried this before another one and this one is getting a little bit like I guess kinkier it's called a pinwheel and that's going to be a spike sensation play and again this is one where you'd want to be a bit careful definitely around consent definitely around um trying it out for the first time and just being aware that that is a bit more of an intense sensation another one very basic is a feather or a rose or something like that where it's going to be soft touch and again people don't think about all the different erogenous zones that you have on your body that are not typically sexual like your neck um, armpits is a really common one um, underneath your knees, backs of the thighs, things like that, where you can really play with these small items. They're really small things like a rose. You don't even have to go to a sex store for, you know, but it's going to feel very soft and it can really be a fun way to experience foreplay or any type of sex. So that's a really, really fun option. Another one is rope play. There's a lot to do with rope play. It's another one of those big ones where it like, it really expands and there's all these different types of ties and knots and things that you can do. So that can be a really fun one. It can be purely aesthetic. It can be 
kind of like to create a grip hold on someone. And so like you have a thing to hold on to on them. And there's a lot of different versions of rope play, different types of materials for the rope to have different sensations on your body, what would feel good for you. So there's so, so much to play with there. The last one I'm going to mention is erotic electrostimulation, which is e-stim for short. Most people call e-stim. And it's a kink in which a person enjoys receiving or giving a light electric stimulation through electricity. And yes, I did read that one because I wanted to make sure that that one was very accurate and clear. And again, this is another one that you definitely want to start out gently, try it bit by bit. It's not for everyone. And some of these you're going to hear me talk about, or you've heard me talk about, and you're thinking, oh my God, I would never want to do that. And that's fine. Like that's, what's good is I want you to think of all the different options and then think of what might be fun and playful and exciting for you and for your partner and talk to them about what they might like out of this, or even send this to them or send a little list to them or send it to one of your friends and just talk about what it would be like to try these different things, because it really is so interesting how it is person to person and how different people are. And that's what makes sex so fun and exciting because maybe you'll have one person at a point in your life where you get to explore something with and they're not really into something that you might want to try. But then later in your life, there's a different person who's like, oh, I want to try that. And you're like, yes, because I've always wanted to. Aha. So it's very exciting. You can definitely have these things in mind. And even if you're not going to do them right away, you can always do them eventually. The last thing I thought I would mention specifically when it comes to bringing things into the bedroom is sex furniture. Now you can go full on with this. There are like full on pieces of furniture. You probably don't have space for it in your home and neither would I. Um, But even small things like getting a sex pillow or sometimes if if you look it up, it's gonna be called like a wedge. Um, There's one by Dame that's really good. There's also one by Adam and Eve that looks great. Um, And that's just kind of help with different positioning. So a really great thing, picture you're laying on your stomach and you have the pillow underneath your stomach um, and it just props you up to that angle where you're not having to create that like pelvic tilt back personally but the pillow does it for you which can make it a lot more relaxing and a lot of people who struggle with like that position find that the pillow will really help them Um, it can also just prop you up a little bit higher maybe if your partner's a little bit taller or if you just want to kind of get a different angle, a sex pillow can be really helpful. And obviously you can use a regular pillow, but it is the pillow you put your head on. So do you want to do that? I don't know. It's up to you, but it might be helpful to have a special little sex pillow and one that's going to be firm and is actually going to be helpful to your like posture and actually holding your weight rather than just like you sinking down into it because it's a regular pillow or getting in the way because that would be annoying. I want to talk quickly about buying a toy and how to start. So you can order online, absolutely. And I think a lot of people like to do this because you can do discrete packaging, which is always an option. Make sure you tick it off. It's almost always an option, I should say, on a lot of the sites, especially that I will be listing below for you. Like I said earlier, starting small is usually a good option because it means that you can really control the stimulation and it gives you a chance to kind of figure out what you like. And then you're not making like a huge financial financial investment into it either. So something small, and I would recommend getting something small that has different levels of intensity because you might get something that literally, like you can get vibrators, for example, that have just one setting, like literally turns on and off. And I would say the only problem with that is you might try it and think, oh, I don't like it because it's too intense. But if you have ones that have multiple speeds and even potentially different pulsations, that would be very, very helpful for the first time. I would say definitely support a company that is inclusive. All of the ones that I mentioned today are great, Um, but definitely be aware of what that brand is doing, um, how that brand is investing their finances and what kind of imaging they have. Like to me, that's really important when I support brands. I want to make sure that they are like present on social media and that they're creating a safe space for people when it comes to sex and sexuality. So that's really important for me. If that's important for you too, then be mindful of that. And of course, get some lube. Now, of course, we have to talk about lube because lube is really important. A lot of people don't use lube. And it always shocks me because I'm like, guys, what are you using? Spit? Like spit dries. We've talked about this in other episodes. I'm not going to make you lick your arm again, but I did do that in one episode. Um, Make sure you get water-based lube, especially if you're using it with a toy. You don't want to use silicone-based lubes um, or oil-based because it can actually deteriorate your toys. So be careful around that. Um, Water-based is great. And 
lubes all feel very different. So when I first started using lube, I didn't like it because I used to think, oh, it's really sticky. Like it's really gooey. I don't like that. Um, but there are so many different types of lube. And if you can, if you, if it's accessible to you, go into a sex shop. One that's here in Sydney is called Max Black. And you can literally go to the counter and it's like a little taste, like not a taste, like a testing zone, if you will. And they'll literally squirt it into your hand and you can play around with it. And they have a little napkin where you can wipe it up and then feel for another one. And if you can go do that, I would so recommend doing that just so you don't end up having to buy a bunch of different types of lube as you go along and then end up with all these like, you know, half opened, half used lube bottles. Find one that you like um, because once you find one that you like, it'll be really, really helpful for you and you'll get used to using it. You'll know how much you normally use. Um, And you know what you can actually get? Oh my God, this is hilarious. I really want to get one of these. You can get a like a lube dispenser that sits on your bedside table and you pop your hand under it so you don't have to touch the lube bottle because obviously you need to wash your toys after you use them, but people forget to wash their lube or like the lube bottle. And that can just get a little bit gross, especially if you have multiple partners going on, you just don't want to risk anything. You know, it's just not, it's not great. So that's kind of cool. And it's like sense stimulated or not sense. What's it called? Uh, yeah, like, it's, I mean, like you put your hand under it and it senses that your hand is there and you can get ones where it heats up the lube. How fucking sick is that? That's like some next level shit. So there you go. You can go get that. If you want to go a little crazy, spend that money worth it. I'm sure it's worth it. I'm that's my next investment. Anyways, um it'll say on the packaging whether it's water-based and talk to whoever you are buying from if you are there. Make sure they're aware that that's what you're looking for. Um you can usually buy lube wherever you can buy condoms, so any kind of like grocery store whatever, you can almost always find it there as well. But definitely look at the label and make sure that it's of good quality and be aware of if it says anything like like stimulate ice cold effect or something like that because that will typically mean that there's something in there that is going to create some sort of sensation on your skin you might want that um, but you might not want that and fragrance and different flavoring and stuff you want to be aware of vaginal ph balance and um, vaginal health and so i'm not going to say any of that is bad you have fun with that figure out what you want but be aware of how it might affect your body and if in other areas of your life you are careful to not use fragrance or to not use anything that is, um, I guess like fake or, you know, produced somewhere and like, isn't natural, then just be aware of that and carry that over into your sex life. Lube changes the whole game. If you're not using it, get on it. Okay. Just get onto it. It is so, so worth it. And it really does help with any kind of pain during sex. Now that's not all pain. Um, there's a lot of things that can cause you to have pain during sex. And if you have questions about pain during sex, or you just want to hear a little bit about what to do if you're in that situation, I do have a full podcast episode on it. Um, but it is a huge fix for a lot of people when they have pain during sex, a lot of the time the pain is just a lack of lubrication and our bodies, as much as they do self-lubricate a lot of the time, different times of your cycle, if you are someone who has a period, it can change how much lubrication you're going to have. And obviously if you're using anything anally, <laughs> um, you're not going to naturally get any or much if if any, lubrication. So you're definitely going to want to use lube when you are using any toys in that spot. Last but not least, we're going to talk quickly about how to use your toys safely and mindfully. First of all, clean your toys, obviously, after every single use and make sure they dry properly. Don't just give them a quick pat and then throw them in your underwear drawer. Like (laughs) make sure they're dried properly, especially your suction toys. You want to make sure you're cleaning properly um, because you can get things stuck up inside of there and you don't want that to happen. And that's a little bit, you know, not cleanly. So let's be aware of that. Obviously as well, when we think of STIs and things like that. You want to be mindful that you're properly cleaning your toys if you're using them with multiple partners, because even if you're using a condom, if you're using a toy and you're potentially using it back and forth or using it on both of your bodies, you just want to be a little bit aware of that. And that obviously brings me to using a condom on a toy. Consider it, obviously, if it's being shared. Um, A lot of the time we just, we forget that STIs aren't only going to potentially come through from like penis vagina sex or um, anal sex or any kind of penetration. It can definitely happen with toys, obviously. Why wouldn't it? But we sometimes forget about it. So thought I would mention it for you. Anal toys, quick tip here. Also, make sure you're using that flared edge. Like I mentioned earlier, that's just another little safe tip for you. 
in someone who's female, their cervix is going to block toys from getting lost up there. It's going to be a lot easier, you know, to get it out. But if you use it up your bum, you got to be careful because if it's not flared, it can absolutely get lost up there. So be a bit careful of that. That's all. Um, Know the materials that your toys are made out of. You want to look for things like 100% or medical grade silicone toys. Silicone is amazing. Um, that You're going to see most of the sex toys that are silicone, but there's also stainless steel. There is glass, which of course you want to be careful with because we all know that glass can do some bad things as well. So be aware of that. Usually they're going to be very high quality if it's glass anyways. Um, glass, I feel like glass sex toys are just like the art world of sex. Like It's like they're like little beautiful masterpieces and beautiful creations. So you can go find some really fun companies that do like proper beautiful glass pieces. I kind of want to get one just to like, have in my living room. You know what I mean? Like They're so beautiful. They're so lovely. Um, and glass is also really great for temperature play. So heating it up in like warm water, um, obviously not too hot. Cause again, this is another one where you want to be a bit careful, um, hot, but then also cold. And so that can be a lot of fun as well. A uh, quick little thing I wanted to read for you. So some toys are made with phthalates. These chemicals, which are present in some plastics, have been banned for use in such products as children's toys and pacifiers because they may disrupt human hormones. This is really important. The FDA says it is unclear what, if any, impact phthalates have on human health. But if you've made a personal decision to avoid them elsewhere in your life, for example, your cosmetics, it is important to know that they could be lurking in your sex toys. And that's from an article that I'm going to list below for you, just specifically talking about the safety around sex toys. But I thought I would mention that because that is super important. You just want to be aware of what you're putting in your body always, but especially during sex because it's a very sensitive, sensitive area. Like I said earlier, another safety tip, use toys, not household objects. We don't need to be creating a banana smoothie up there, okay? It's it's really going to be okay. Just invest. Get 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 what you need, okay? Get what you need. Um, definitely buy from a reputable a reputable brand. You just never really know what you're getting off like Amazon. Like, have you ever ordered something really cheap off of Amazon and it comes in like a little plastic bag and you're like, oh my God, I don't even know, want to know where this was made. Like, you just know that it's it's sketchy. So like, just be aware of where you're buying from. And I would say just like last little piece of advice is to play with the settings and make sure it's working for you. And if something feels off, just be aware of it and adjust it and figure out what's going to feel good for you. And if you do create any kind of, numbing sensation or you feel like any pain then definitely stop ditch the toy for that day and just go in with your you know your hands or whatever you don't want to be feeling any pain and if you're trying something new like you're trying something maybe anally with a toy or something like that um, take it slow and make sure that you are checking in throughout with your partner if you are say, performing something on your partner, um, just be aware that you're checking in and make sure that it feels good for them and that no one's feeling any pressure to make it work. It's all about just tools, having these tools, having some fun, and literally playing with toys. Like, how fun is that? I hope you learned something today. I hope you have caught some fun little ideas in your brain. I hope you're like, oh, okay, yes, I'm going to try this, or I want to try this, or I wonder if my partner would be into this. And you bring up these conversations, and you try some fun things. Explore, explore, explore. Life is meant to be lived, okay? Lean into it. Let me know if you have any specific questions or... If you want to talk about anything that we talk about on the podcast or anything at all, really, come hit me up. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Alyssa Taylor Harper. That's me. You can find that all below in the description of today's episode. And we actually have a Facebook group as well called the She Said What Podcast group. So you can go join that. It's a nice little community of us on there. Space for you to ask some questions, get some advice, and just meet some people who are into the same things as you. So feel free to join us. And that's everything. If you guys want to to share this with any of your friends. I love that you guys always share these on your Instagram stories. I think it's so cool and it just shows that you're into fun things and it also gives people a chance to explore and it shows them that you are somebody who they can feel safe talking to about these things. I think that's really, really important. So thank you so much. Tag me if you share it and that's it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a lovely day, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.